Welcome to uh, welcome um, welcome <laughs> to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. Uh, my name's Nick. You always like slips into Dutch or something. <laughs> You're a little bit Dutch German then. <laughs> yes, welcome to the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. Yes, from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. Indeed, I love how you've started calling it that. It's great. It's true though. Maybe technicality, but it is true. <laughs> a lot of countries now. How many countries till you're world famous? I think most. Some. Some. We've done some. Exactly. <laughs> and they're all in different parts of the world. Yeah. one on, At least one on every continent. Yeah. Maybe not Antarctica, but other than that. We're international. We are international. But we we cover films on Netflix UK. So that's what we're doing today. We're covering a film from Netflix UK. I presume yeah. it's on Netflix in other we, places too. We love you all. What is a country anyway? Exactly. I don't believe in it. nations, but not real. Well, no, I'm with you. Yeah. I don't, you know when people... Oh, this, I don't mean to this go is, political. This, I know what you're going to say. I don't feel proud to be a, no. a Brit. If anything, I don't if I see a Union Jack, yeah. I'm like, nah. Nah. I'm if you're not. flying a Union Jack, I don't... I'm probably... You're not the sort of person I'm going to get I, on well with. I do. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I don't understand blind patriotism. No. I don't understand it. I don't get what's to be proud of. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page on that. It's probably why we've been friends for so long. Anyway, we're, we're going off on a tangent. <laughs> that has got absolutely nothing, <laughs> nothing to, to do, do with this, this film movie. at all. Whatsoever. <laughs> this is a romantic comedy. This week we're watching a film called Hello, My Name is Doris. Yeah. Um, it's from 2015 it is a 15 is it? I didn't realise it was that long ago yeah 2015 there you so go. it's what 7 years old yeah it's a 15 it's rated 15 it runs for exactly 1 hour and 30 minutes and it's currently rated at 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb that's pretty good isn't it yeah it's pretty high for one of our films yeah on the sort of Bottom spectrum of the that we tend to see yeah definitely that's pretty high it is. that's probably because it stars a lady called Sally Field who plays the aforementioned Doris yes you will know Sally Field if you have seen Forrest Gump if you have seen Steel Magnolias, Smoking the Bandit, Lincoln, Little Evil. She was previously on the show in Little Evil. Yeah, she got punched in the face. She you remember? did. Very much remember. Her son directed it. <laughs> he did, yeah. Yeah, Sally Field, she has two Oscars to her name. Well, there you go. Best, Both Best Actress Oscars for Places in the Heart from 1984 and Norma Ray from 1979. Mrs. Doubtfire. You didn't say Mrs. Oh, didn't Doubtfire. Say Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> There's so much. <laughs> I could literally reel off her IMDb and you'll have heard of most of the film. She also got nominated for an Oscar in 2012 for Lincoln, okay. but didn't win. So she's she's a big name star. This is Hollywood royalty, right? Absolutely. Sally Field. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, also stars a guy called Max Greenfield. He plays a character called John. You will know him if you've ever watched New Girl. You will. New Girl. He plays Schmidt in yeah. New Girl. And that's pretty much what he's famous for and what he does <laughs> with his life. That's a good, like... I don't know, what, seven or eight years, though? Yeah, it's a great show as well. Yeah, it is. It's a really... Schmidt's a great character. Would you, yeah, he is. Would you class it as an underrated sitcom? It do, doesn't get mentioned in the same vein as things like Big Bang Theory, How I Met Your Mother. I think. I, I kind of feel like it's not underrated because most people I know watched it. Yes. But I think if I took a step back and actually thought, yeah, maybe in the grand scheme of things. When you think of things like... Brooklyn Nine Nine and Big Bang Theory—they—they're they, sort of the higher level of recent of, sitcoms. Of, yeah, the same but sort New of Girls time. Doesn't seem to be on that level in people's minds to me, but it should be because it's, it's equally as good, it's if awesome. not better than all of them. Um, thirdly, this star, this film stars a lady called Tyne Daly, who plays a character called Roz. Yeah, Doris's best friend. Do you know who she is? Uh, I know the name, she, and I did kind of recognise her. She was Lacey from Cagney and Lacey. Oh, lovely! She has six Emmys. Wow. Ten further Emmy nominations. Wow. Is this the most award laden cast do you think we've ever had? No. Okay. Because I think that was Time Out, because there was three Oscar winners. Oh, of course there was, yeah. But probably second. Yeah. Tyne Daly's been nominated for 16 Emmys. Wow. Won six. That's crazy. Uh, Mostly for, not mostly for Cagney and Lacey, but there was another show that she was in for a long time, which she also won a few for. Um, written and directed by a guy called Michael Showalter. Um, he directed a film called The Big Sick a few years ago. Yes. With Camille Nanjiani. Yep. Which I saw at the cinema and really didn't like. <laughs> I thought it was one of the most boring things I've seen in the cinema recently. Uh, this film is based on a short film called Doris and the Intern, which was written by Laura Teruso, who also has a writing credit on this film. You're, um, I know we don't, we don't usually go into like real sort of everyone who's in this but even yeah. the supporting cast in this yeah there's loads of people in this the aforementioned Kamal Nanjani yeah, is in this. this Natasha Leon yeah there's just 
faces just pop up who you the will guy from Office Space. Yeah, Stephen Root. Yeah. 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 There's loads of people in this film. I can't go through all of them. But <laughs> so I just picked the top three. So but yeah, there's a there's a cast to this film. Which begs the question, why is this film at the bottom of the stream? It's very indie though, isn't it? Yes. It very much is. Also, it reminded me of another film that we've done, which we'll go into, I think, at the end. Okay. I, I don't think I anyone's don't... taking a big payday for this movie. No, I don't think so. It has a, a lot of similarities for another film that we've done, rec- not recently, but another film we've done in the past. Oh, inter- oh well, I can't wait to see what you say, because I d- didn't immediately... Did you not? Can't immediately oh, that's put interesting. that together. So, so. That's interesting. So I wonder if we'll... Uh... I thought about it about halfway through, and then I couldn't not think about it anymore. Oh, okay. So it'll be interesting to go through that at the end, yeah. because it's a film that we didn't really like. Oh, okay. So uh, we'll go from there, shall we? Uh, do you want to get started? Sure. Do you have a one-word review? New boy. <laughs> that's great thanks i was really proud of that i'm really proud of you for that one because he plays the new boy in the show in the office that they work in excellent where does this film start nick uh, a funeral oh do we go a bit downbeat <laughs> it does start the funeral. you could put some funeral music in if you want <laughs> shall i yeah why not okay, uh, it's doris's mum's funeral yes it is indeed uh and, and then it's her wake yeah and doris is kind of sitting there on a bench isn't she she's trying to come to terms with things yep and her brother and sister-in-law turn up straight away. Yeah. Man, her sister-in-law is an asshole. <laughs> she really was. So the sister-in-law is played... That's what I was just... Because I knew that she was coming up. I was just looking for her name. The sister-in-law is played by Wendy McClendon Covey. Yeah. Who plays Beverly Goldberg in The Goldbergs. Sure. I didn't recognise her straight away because she doesn't look anything like <laughs> Beverly Goldberg. But yeah. She's, she's in two, two... No, three scenes in this movie. What a bitch. And... All the direction I think she must have got is, yeah, just, just be, be horrible. <laughs> be horrible to Doris as much because as Because they turn up straight on, uh, they're straight on top of Doris and when are you going to sell the house? Yeah. When you're selling so, all the stuff. So Doris lives with and has looked after her mum in her For many years. Many years, Many I years, think. yeah. Um, the, mother's, the mother's obviously died now and the brother wants to sell the house and get some money in. Yeah. Um, she then goes home after this funeral and it turns out she's a bit of a hoarder. Yeah, she, it's a big house. It's a big house. And it's not like wall to wall. We're not talking like those sort of Channel 5 extreme hoarder type program. No, we're not. But there are piles and piles of stuff around. Yeah, there's stuff everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she heads off into New York. Yeah, because she lives on Staten Island. She lives on Staten Island and she works in the city. She works yeah. in Manhattan. So she has to take a ferry to work every Which day. Which every other character can't believe. They're like, oh my God, you live so far away. You have to come People on, live on in Staten front. Island. They're, like, they're, yeah. they're confused by this. Like just live in Manhattan. Um, so yeah, she gets on this ferry. She gets in. She has to do trains, ferries, taxis just to get to work every day. It must be a nightmare. Um, she heads into work. She gets into the office block. She gets in a lift. Oh, she, she picks up a lamp on the way in. Oh yeah, of course she picks that's up. Just that's that's what she does. She yeah. picks up rubbish from the side of the road. So she picks up this cool lamp. I thought it was quite cool. I did as well. I'd have, I'd have it in here. Why not? Oh, I've got a cool lamp in here already. Yeah. Um, she gets into the lift when she gets to work, and she gets squashed. Quite closely with a guy called john yeah we don't know he's called john at the time but this is john um so they're, they're kind of crammed into the lift together aren't they and they have like an awkward she doesn't really say anything no he's like oh he's trying to make awkward conversation this... yeah he, he says i like your glasses yeah uh, and this is yeah john played by uh max greenfield john yeah. fremont is the character yes it is well done thanks well done for surnames uh he turns around after a few people get off the elevator. Yeah, the, the, and less squashed. Doris steals a pencil she from does, his bag. She steals a pencil out of his bag. Um, so we get to the job. We get to, we get to the job. We get to the office. Uh, it turns out John's a new recruit. Oh, just before that, before that, <laughs> I was, I was going to mention it. <laughs> the the current boss. Yeah, has like taken all the chairs away from all the booths and replaced them with yoga balls. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. It's the sort of thing my boss would do. Yeah. But Doris is not, you can tell by the fact that she's played by Sally Field, she's not a young woman. No. She's not, Sally Field's not old. But what do you think Doris is playing in this? Late 50s? Maybe early 60s? 60s, I'll, Would yeah. you go 60s that yeah. high, really? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Just That's Sally fine. Field's age, pretty much. Well, Sally Field's 75. Yeah. Because you weren't playing that old. Yeah, but six years ago. Seven years ago? Yeah. 60s. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think she was playing slightly younger than herself, but that's fine. Um, 
Yeah, the boss decides we're going to all sit on yoga balls now for a bit. It's better for your posture. And it really made me laugh because she went, I like my chair. It's got a back. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. I'm well, totally that was, that with Doris on that one. Same. That was my first laugh of the film. Um, so John's a new recruit. He's coming from the LA office and he's moved to New York to kind of join their team. He's going to be the art director. This is some kind of magazine or publication. Yeah, it, it doesn't really say because she no. just data entry. Yeah. So I don't really know what the, what the office, they never really say what they do, but it's like, it's one of these new hip designer offices, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so they get, they have like a team meeting where they all get to meet John for the first time. And then at the end of the meeting, John walks over to her and kisses her on the mouth. Yeah. He's like, this, the, I, I met this woman in the lift. We had a connection. And I yeah. just can't stop thinking about her. There she is over there. Yeah. And he walks over to her and grabs her and kisses her. But that's a dream. She's daydreaming. Yeah, but she's kind of like stooped over. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of, air kissing. Yeah, she's still. I quite. She's doing the funny. actions. There's a couple yeah. of times where she does that. That's quite funny. This, this film is quite funny. Yeah, there is. Even for me to say it, it is funny. <laughs> then Doris meets up with her friend Roz. Um, they go for a run around the office. I presume was it the office or a gym or something? It was like a yeah. It was an indoor was a, jogging, a running track, running track. Yeah. To, but it was above a gym. Yeah, but it was like an office block. Yeah. So, they, and they chase this girl because Roz like gets annoyed by her, and that's quite funny yeah. as well because Roz is brilliant in this. Uh, Tyne Daly is amazing. Um, then they get together and they're like, "We're going to go and watch." They go and watch motivational yeah, speakers. There's, there's a third friend whose name I didn't get. No, I yeah, didn't. She's they, only in it that once. Yeah, they go and see a motivational speaker yeah. who is played by Peter Gallagher. I was literally in, just going to say in another cameo. Cameo, yeah. Surprising, surprising. Uh, yeah. Again, it's just, this is just full of character actors you yeah. recognise. So Doris likes motivational speakers. Ross likes free food at motivational speaks. Yeah, that's basically what's happened. She's gone for the cheese. Um. Yeah, I've written that. It's played by Peter Gallagher. And she meets with she meets him afterwards. Yeah, his she, name is Willie Williams, and it really made me laugh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really immature. So she's, she meets him. She's brought his DVD, so he comes over and has a bit of a chat with her. And he's so cheesy. It's, it's like proper, yeah. 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 It's not even a good one. It's like... He's like the cheesiest motivational speaker. Yeah. He's like, it, his catchphrase is, there's seven days in the week, and someday ain't one of them. <laughs> That's quite good though. That's motivational. My favourite was when she was talking to him and she says she said that she knew this girl who had a crush on a boy. Yeah. But it was impossible. And he went, There's no such word as impossible. Think of it as I impossible. <laughs> and that became a mantra for the rest of the film then. She used to lie in bed, she'd lie in bed at night saying I'm impossible over yeah. the time, over and over again. Which I quite liked as well. Yeah. I'm gonna use it. I'm impossible, Nick. <laughs> um then she realizes she needs to start a conversation with I'm going to call him Schmidt, and that's not his name, with John. <laughs> she's taken um, by this guy because he yeah, spoke to her. Yeah, she's completely now in love with John. Yeah. Even though there's a significant age gap there. Um, so she, what she decides to do to get a conversation started is she lets a bit of air out I of her... I really like this scene. Yeah, I did as well. She lets a bit of air out of a yoga ball. Yeah. Because she'd seen him come in with a bike pump yes. a couple of days previously. So she calls him over. She completely interrupts what he's doing. She's not scared to just like, she's the only focus. And so she calls him over and says, can I borrow your bike bike pump? And he comes to pump her up. But she doesn't get, off, she the doesn't get off the ball. So he's like, like super close, closer than they were in the yeah. lift now. They're he's like, like, I'm just going to put it in. Yeah. And there's loads of innuendos yeah. about pumping it in and what, all this. Um, and they get very, very close. Um, and then later on that day, she... Goes up to the, she goes so heading towards the canteen for a coffee. Yeah. She bumps into him accidentally, almost on purpose, and spills coffee all over him. So he has to take his shirt off. So she gets to see him without his shirt on. Then he. Lift, well, that didn't really happen. That no, this is all another yeah. dream. Yeah. So he lifts her up onto the desk and seduces her and starts kissing her yeah. on the kitchen counter. But again, she's daydreaming and now she's proper air kissing the air. Yeah. But in front of him. So he's like, there's just the two of them there. It was quite funny. So she's embarrassed by that, so she runs away. And she goes home and breaks the pencil. Yeah, she goes and snaps the pencil in yeah. half because she thinks she's ruined it. She thinks she's ruined everything. Um, she quit. She meets the, her brother right at the beginning of the film. Her brother gave her a card for a counselor. Yeah, who's into like, a like therapist slash. Yeah, she deals with hoarders. Yeah, and so she goes to meet with this counselor at this point, and she talks about hoarding for a bit, and then she hangs out with Roz and Roz's granddaughter, who I think was called Vivian. Yeah, that's right. It's not a thirteen-year-old name, is it? <laughs> 
But that's what she was called. And they're like starting Thanksgiving preparations. Yeah. It's a few days away, isn't it? Or a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're coming up to Thanksgiving. Vivian's staying with Roz. Vivian's a 13-year-old girl who's into like techie stuff. Yeah. She's got her first boyfriend recently. She's a cool kid. Um, so she overhears Doris and Roz talking about John. And so she starts... And Roz, Roz says, well, if you if you need to find out more about him, get get some common ground. What does yeah, he like? What does he like? And Doris, I have no idea. I don't know anything yeah. about him. So Vivian does what kids do. She Facebook stalks him. Yeah. And she finds him on Facebook. They decide to make a fake account and try and track him down. Uh, just the rejected name. Yeah. For the for the account. <laughs> Lilith Cumswell. <laughs> that Sally really just came, I felt like that was in, um, improvised. Yeah. Because she just came out of it out of nowhere. Um, but they come up with this. I can't remember what it was. What it was the actual fake name they came up with now. Uh, it was Lilith Primrose. Primrose. That was it. So they sent John a friend, a friend request, which he accepts blindly because people blindly accept friend requests. Yeah. I I've not got Facebook anymore, but I don't think I ever did. Um, so she goes home and she logs into this profile on the oldest computer in the history of the world. Yeah. And she starts making notes. She's got like a notebook. She's making notes all about his profile of what he's into, uh, what he does, what he likes, what's his dislikes, that sort of thing. So she can start conversations with That's him. That's right. And then at this point, I've, I've noticed she's wearing two pairs of glasses. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I don't know if it had happened previously yeah, in the film. it was all the way through. But I know it was all the way through <laughs> from here because I spotted it. But I was like, why is that woman wearing two pairs of glasses at the same time? It was really weird. I wear glasses. You wear glasses. Yeah. I'm not quite sure I'm saying the right terms. Okay. But I think she's she's wearing like her bifocals and varivocals at the same time. Is that right? That's a glasses Possibly. thing, isn't yeah, but it? I don't think I've ever seen Short anybody... And long. I don't think I've ever seen anybody wear two pairs but of glasses But she combos them up, doesn't Yeah, she, she? does. Anyway, it's a, it's a look. Maybe they're one she's found and she's just... Possibly. So she's just trying to get the right prescription yeah, by wearing more right. and more one. That, that makes sense now. <laughs> we'll go with that. So she's accepted this friend... John's accepted this friend request. She's making notes on his profile. Then suddenly, out of the blue, she gets a message from John on her Facebook profile. Yeah. And it basically just says, have we met? But, Sorry, I don't know your name. Have we met? She replies with, yes, we met at a party in Malibu. I thought it was quite taking a good... A, taking free, a, a Quite a good free freestyle sort of excuse yeah a bit of, of an ad-lib excuse yeah. of yeah chances are he's been to a party in malibu at some yeah. time in his life um then she goes to a record shop that's that dates me she goes to a cd shop <laughs> well that dates this movie <laughs> does yeah um, she buys a cd of a, of a band that she saw on his profile yeah um which turns out to be a very good choice because it sort of triggers the rest of the film to carry on baby um, goya baby goya that is like, is like electro pop music yeah. that he's well into um, and then Natasha Leone shows up for the first time. Yeah, she does. Um, she's basically one of John's workmates, the, one of the cool younger crowd that all sit together at lunch and chat. And John's asking them about Doris. Doris. Yeah, he's, he's intrigued by this woman yeah. that he's met. And they're all like, yeah, she's she's a nice enough woman. She's a bit shy. We don't know a lot about her. She's a bit quiet. Yeah, one of them says, oh, she's been here since the dinosaurs. Yeah, she's, a, she's a dinosaur. Data she's, entering. Yeah. John says, she's a bit weird, but she's a good weird. Yeah. And everybody kind of like, yeah, that's true. Um, so nobody's got a bad word to say about this woman, really. Um, he walks back towards his desk, and whilst he's, when he passes Doris's desk, he spots the CD that she brought on his desk. On yeah. the desk. And... He calls a call. He's like, no, what does he call it? He says, you're a baller. You're a baller, Doris. Which she was well happy about. I should not know what it meant. But and he it offers her good. a fist. Yeah, he gives her a fist bump and, and she, she grabs it. Yeah. And she, like shakes it a little bit. And he has to explain how to do a fist bump. Yeah, and he explains. It was quite it was a nice quite little sweet, scene. Yeah, it? he explained how you explode them away and then it rains down. And So then she sellotapes her pencil back together. So she, because she, this pencil he's, symbolizes he's the relationship. Yeah. yeah. So, um. The love is rekindled. Doris that night calls Roz's house, but she doesn't want to speak to Roz. No, she, she wants, wants to, to speak to, to Vivian. Vivian. Vivian's not a name for a 13-year-old. <laughs> I don't know who's written that. Um, apologies if you're 13 and you're called Vivian. Um, because she wants to know what baller means, basically. So Vivian's chatting away to her. She, her boyfriend's sitting on her bed. Yeah. She's like a very old 13-year-old, I think. <laughs> but, um, and then... She's like, it's good. Yeah, it's he thinks a good you're thing. cool. He thinks you're cool. It's got to be a good thing. And then she mentions this band and Vivian finds out that the band are playing locally on Saturday night. Yeah. And she's like, you've got to go. You have to absolutely he's, he's gonna be go. There. He's going to he's, be there. Surely he's going to be there. Why so would he not be there? there? So you absolutely have to go. Uh, she and, says, I can't. I'm at my brother's for dinner. Yeah. I'm very, she's very reluctant to go, but she's... But Vivian's like, they won't be on stage till like 10. 10. So Doris is like, 10? Yeah. He's in bed by then. That's very much my vibe at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's like, if you do go, you've got to wear neon. 
because that's what electro people wear. Electro sure. rock pop music. Have you got any neon? Have you got any neon? Um, and then we cut straight to her brother's house where she's having dinner dressed in neon. <laughs> it's very funny. Well, she's got wearing like uh, dungarees and one of those like poker visors. Yeah, and she's got like a bright yellow top yeah. on with a bright blue top over the top. And her brother's wife's just like giving her evils. Yeah. Why the hell? Are you? Why the hell? Are you? And the kid, one of the brother's kids said something. It was quite funny. I can't yeah. remember what he said now, but he says, like, did you lose a bet to wear that like, outfit or something? And she surprises them all by saying, well, actually, I'm going, I'm going to see a band. Going out, yeah, I'm going out. And going back into the city. They bring up again, talking about selling the house. And she's like, I'm not selling the house. I don't want to sell the house. Yeah. I'm absolutely fine. And her brother says, well, at least clean it out and sell the junk. Yeah. And Doris is like, well, it's not junk. Yeah. Todd, the, the, the Todd's wife again, Beverly Goldberg, is horrible to her again yeah. in this scene. She's just a nasty piece of work. Um, then she goes to the gig, and lo and behold, John is there. That might have been my favourite couple of scenes. Yeah, it was good little, when they were good little gig. bit. This. So they go to this gig. John is there. They meet up, accidentally meet up, and they hang out at this gig. They're yeah. friends, basically, is what's happening now. Um, to the point where she even gets on his shoulders at one point. Yeah, because she's only little Sally. Yeah, she's a tiny she little, t- tiny little thing. She couldn't see. So she gets on his shoulders. Um, and then after the gig's finished. The, one of the roadies comes up yeah, to Yeah, get her. a tap on the shoulder. Like, Baby Goya wants to meet you. Yeah. And John's ecstatic. This is John's favourite band, remember? He's like over the moon. But the, it's because he'd spotted her from the stage because yeah. she was on John's shoulders. Um, and so, to be fair, she didn't look like the rest of the audience. No, she didn't. She's a little old lady. Um, so they do. They go backstage. They meet the artist, um, Baby Goya. Um, and he basically outright says to her, I want you to be on the cover of my next album. Yeah. Just because I think it was called Fresh Vintage. Fresh Vintage. That was what the album was going to be called, which is exactly what she is. Um, so they stay and they attend the after show party backstage and they meet quite a lot of interesting people. Some people talk about their business, hip business ideas that they have. Yeah. One's a LGBT teacher. She only teaches LGBT children. So there's loads of like weird little side characters that you meet at this point, but they become part of the friendship group now. Sure. And then John makes a toast to her because they, go, cause they all go for dinner or something afterwards, don't they? Yeah, one's, one's like into making their own clothes. One yeah. makes some sort of yeah. cooking thing. It's all the They're hipsters, all hipsters. Yeah. Yeah. in the village. And she starts hanging out with them more. Oh, one's and a teacher at a gay kindergarten. I just said that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, one's a teacher at a gay kindergarten. I was too busy reading my notes to catch up. <laughs> I knew you weren't listening to um, Yeah, so she start, there's a bit of a montage of her starting to hang around with these people more. And get to know them a little bit more then she goes back to the therapist and she basically they have a quick chat about her father which is the only time he's mentioned in this whole film yeah um she says he just one day he just left he just never came back um and then we go to the photo shoot she's going to be on this album cover for baby goya this is kind of a montage yeah there's a lot thing. going on it's just her integrating into john's world yeah that's basically what's happening she's meeting people she goes to dinner with him they're just the two of them go to dinner and they start. They open up to each other a little bit. They do. He tells her how his ex broke his heart because he's boring. And um, basically is why she left him. Yeah. Just she found him boring. And he's like, I don't want to be boring. I'm just... And she's like, you're not boring. He basically just wants people to like him. Um, and then she tells he him... He says that, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, I'm aware of my... Yeah, I don't want... I am I, quite boring guy. Yeah. I just want people to like me. Um, she tells him she was engaged once. Um, but basically he left to move to the other side of the country for a job. This is where Sally Field did some proper... It's their most proper acting of the movie. So she's telling a story about, yeah, she was engaged in her early 20s. And and basically the guy got a new job and she had to choose between him and caring for her mother. And she chose and stayed with her mother for the rest of her life. When he walks back to the train station after that, he goes to kiss her goodnight, just to peck on the cheek, but she kind of spins her head around and catches it on the lips. And he's like, oh, I accidentally got you on the lips there. So she's falling hard at this point. She is in love with this guy now. Um, she goes to the therapist again. The therapist's like, can I see your house? Roz is, um, Doris is in a good place. So she's like, yeah. Yeah, let's come. Let's do this. Things seem to be moving on in that sort of yeah. hoarding aspect of the life. <laughs> yeah. She's becoming a happier person. So yeah. she doesn't need the meaningless materialistic stuff anymore. She goes to see Roz and Vivian again. Um, well, she's basically gone to see Vivian and Roz just, ha- Roz just happens to be there. And there's a really funny scene because she's like, Doris, you need to, Roz is like, Doris, you need to be a bit more careful. Yes. And she's like, why? What do you mean? She's like, you're taking dating advice from a 13-year-old. And that's the point where I was like, 13? She looks a bit older than 13 to me. And then there's a montage of her being pretty full on with John. 
she's there's all sorts of stuff going on but she's basically falling for it i've always yeah i thought this was quite well done because like she's he brushes her off but not i thought they played it quite well from both sides because you can see this is this is Doris trying to get getting a bit obsessive every time she sees him. Can we do this? Can we go yeah. after this? Whereas from John, it comes across as well, yeah, we'll do something. Just, yeah, we just hang out as mates. When I get yeah. to it, um, yeah, yeah. She asked him to go for a dinner in the dark, which is like yes. a proper date night yeah. thing, isn't it? Have you done that? Yeah, I feel like I thought you yeah. had when when he suggested it. Was it good? It was very strange. Weird experience. And I, I have no imagine. idea if the food was any good. Oh really? Yeah. Why? Because. Surely you, I think you, you need all your senses to... Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting, because surely your other senses should be heightened. That's the idea. I, I didn't come away going, oh my God, that it's meal was meal fantastic. I, I was more probably focused on, oh, I can hear different bits of people's conversations from all <laughs> over. I've no idea where it's coming from. Yeah, that would be a bit weird. Yeah. It was a cool experience. Good. I'm gl- you're the glad food you did didn't it. blow me away. Okay, no. fair enough. Um, that night, John leaves work. Um, when he leaves, he meets up with a girl outside, which Doris happens to spot. And this, uh, so his girlfriend, who turns out to be uh, a, a lady named Brooklyn, she yeah. was in Two Broke Girls. She was. She was indeed. one of the Broke Girls. Yeah. With the woman who plays Roz, who's yeah. also in that. So there's a lot of stuff going on in this film. There's a lot of people in this film. Um, yeah, she spots him with this girl and she's like, she gets a bit jealous. Yes. Um, so she starts following him. Well, she follows both of them. For what seems to be quite a long time. They end up in the across city. Across half of the city. Across half of New York. Um, they head off into a shop and she kind of hangs around outside waiting. And then he catches her outside. Yeah. So he spots that she's out there. Um, and she makes up some excuse about, oh, I love this shop. I'm always yeah, in this always shop. In it's my favorite shop. And he thinks, well, we've got a lot in common. That's plausible. So he invites her to a cafe. He's like, come with us. We're going out for a, ca- a drink. Uh, Brooklyn's going to sing. Yeah, she did an open like, mic. Open mic night thing. Come with us. And she, Doris is a bit reluctant, but she agrees to go with her. And she ends up chatting away to Brooklyn as if they've been mates for years. Brooklyn's lovely. Brooklyn's awesome. And Doris wants to hate her. Yeah, but she can't. Yeah. She really wants to, but she can't. And she ends up arranging a girl date with her to go to join a knitting club. It's a rooftop a knitting rooftop circle. A rooftop knitting circle. Sounds like a, the coolest thing, but it also sounds like the most New York thing <laughs> you can imagine. When she gets home that night, though, she has a bit of a meltdown. Yeah, she just drinks. She just drinks herself stupid. And she ends up... Well, she posts a message on John's Facebook. She does. Under the fake account. Under the fake account, which basically accuses him of having an affair with this girl. Well, he just says, you broke my heart. You broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah. The sort of thing that if Brooklyn's seen it, she's going to kick right off. It's like from... It's it's some flowery, wordy thing from uh, the romance novels that... That Doris reads. Yeah. Um, the next morning, she's all long over. She wakes up on the settee, surrounded by bottles of booze. Uh, but it's the morning that she's arranged for this doctor to come around and look at the house. Sure. So she turns up with her brother and his wife, and they try and make her throw some stuff away. Yeah. They they come in. They're like, "You've seen this program? It's a trash pile, a donate yeah. pile, and a keep pile." Yeah. Every, we've all seen it. She she's got like one ski. Yeah. It's like an old vintage wooden <laughs> ski, and the doctor's like. Are we throwing it? Are we keeping it? What are we doing with it? And she's like, we'll keep it. And then, but then she reluctantly says, we'll give it to charity. But this whole time, Cynthia, who is her brother's wife, is kind of she's pushing, the, pushing the buttons yeah. a little bit and she's rooting through stuff that she shouldn't be. And eventually it annoys her so much that she just shuts down. Yeah. She's like, Gets right, them all out. we're keeping everything. I'm not getting she's rid got of John's anything. pencil, hasn't she? Yeah, Cynthia, yeah, Cynthia picks point. up John's pencil and she just loses it. She basically kicks them all out of the house. She, she's decided she's not throwing anything away. She's definitely not leaving. And then a brother turns on her a little bit. This was a really good scene. Yeah. I thought this yeah, was this proper was acting one as well. of the best acted scenes in it. Uh, she basically, he comes in and says, I'm really disappointed in you. Yeah. And she just repeats that over and over again. And she's like, you're disappointed in me. You left me here to look after my mother for all these years. Yeah. This is all your fault. Yeah. This is you. This is, And she blames him, basically. It's like, for her entire no one's life. ever told him this before. Yeah, because he's like, well, I had to leave. I had to go to school. I had to get a job and get a career. And she's like, I could have had all of those things. Yeah. But you got them. And he, he's never been told it and he never really understands it. And I've put here, that's the best scene I've seen in ages, yeah. acting-wise. It was great. It was brilliant. Both of them yeah. were brilliant in that scene. Because you could really see him understanding where like, she was oh, coming shit. from. It's like, shit, I have ruined her life. Yeah. 
and her going, you've ruined my fucking life here. I, well, I thought it was wonderful. It was one of the best yeah. scenes I've seen in a long time in any film. Um, next day at work, John and Brooklyn are having a massive argument in the office. Everybody's watching through the glass windows. Um, basically, because she's seen this message on this wall that John has no idea who it's come from. But as far as Brooklyn's concerned, she's lying about it and she does know where it's come from. Yeah, she's throwing she pens break, and stuff like Yeah, she breaks up with him, basically, yeah. is what's happened. So, And then in the next scene, Doris is going to this knitting club with Brooklyn to try and get some idea of what's happened here. Because yeah. um, it's not occurred to Doris. She was that blind drunk. Yeah. Oh, she can't remember she's, doing it. Or yeah, she's, she's not put two and two together. She's not or, understood what's happened. Um, then she goes, to, after she's finished at this knitting club, yeah. she meets up with John. Yeah. Um, he's all depressed. He's wearing Brooklyn's jeans. Yeah, this, that was funny. <laughs> that was a funny line. He's like, yeah, I've, put a, I've tried her jeans on. They fit me perfectly. I'm still, I'm still wearing, wearing them. them. And then he's got these like skin tight, <laughs> painted on jeans on. But he's all depressed. He's pushing like a trolley down the street. He doesn't look like himself. Um, and he's like, it's coming. It's Thanksgiving's coming up. Do you want to join me for Thanksgiving? I'm going to have a few people from work over. I'm new to this town. Yeah. I don't really know anybody. So he calls it a lonely lonely Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Or like so loads mm. of us can all get together. Have a, she's already got Thanksgiving plans. Yeah. She's in love with John. So she's like, yeah, I'll come. Why not? And then... He, this is the key line that sets up the rest of The whole key line that sets up the rest of this film. Just as she's leaving him, he says, would you ever be interested in a younger man? Yeah, would you ever consider dating, dating a younger man? man? And she's like, yeah, I guess so. And that Trying to play seals cool. the deal for her. Because <laughs> yeah. she's like, well, he's basically just said he loves me there. Yeah. That's how she's read that situation. And to be fair... You can kind of understand where she's coming from. It's a weird thing to say to somebody. Yeah. Um, but he, you have to remember that he doesn't see her like that. At no, all. they're not on the same page they're in any way. Very shape much or not form. on the same page. She, as far as he's concerned, she's an elderly colleague that he's getting on with. Yeah. She goes to see Roz. She tells Roz that she's not coming to Thanksgiving. Roz is furious. It's their tradition. It's, it's their what thing. they always what do. Done. Since the they've known each other them. since they were yeah. kids. Um, her and her husband used to have Doris around. Yeah, Doris always makes the dessert. Yeah. yeah. They've all got a it was, job. No, it was a sweet potato marshmallow pie. Yeah. I'm on board. No, sounds rank. I'll try it. Okay. Uh, but she's f- absolutely fuming. Um, and to the point where they have an argument where Ross says to her, look, you need to move the fuck on. Your husband's been... She actually says that. Move the fuck on. Your husband's been dead for 15 years. Yeah, and Ross says, you're telling me need to, to move, move on. on. What so, about your mother? And yeah. Then, yeah, it was good. It was another good scene, actually. Ross says, you're like the art project to these young people. She like, says... She actually says the words, he will see you as a weird little old lady. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cutting. So they have a row. They fall out, basically. They're never going to talk to each other again. They've, they've had one of those arguments. So she gets home and we get a getting all dressed up montage. Yeah, straight get, to Thanksgiving. We get to see Sally Field all dressed up and doled up nice as Doris. Yeah, she's got weaving and everything. Yeah, she's got everything in. And she does look good. She's looking great. She's looking yeah, attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I wanted to say. But she goes to John's house. She takes this pie that she was going to make for Roz. She takes it with her. Yeah. Um, and all the work people are there. Yeah. So Natasha Leone's there. Camille Nanjiani's yeah. there. Don't know any character names, but they're all there. Um, and also, crucially, John's invited his uncle, who he just happens to be in the area. Um, he, does, he seems a bit out of place. He doesn't really know anybody. Yeah, he's, Uncle Frank. Uncle he's Frank. a proper, like, New York. Proper New York. And, and I'm pretty York sure he's, guy. like, played a background gangster in many films. Many films, yes, I would imagine so. He gives her a thanks teeny as she walks through the door. No, thanks teeny. Great name a drink <laughs> um then it, it, we kind of cut between the two parties now so yeah. we go back to Roz's house they're missing doris they're their missing, little well she's saying thing. grace but also slagging doris yeah. off at the same time um she's like two absent <laughs> friends who didn't want to be the yeah, book who abandoned and, us who abandoned us at our time of need and abandoned all our tradition um and at the same time john's toasting his new awesome friends that he's just met he calls them all awesome he says you're great i can't believe you're all here sharing thanksgiving with me and then they play never have i ever yeah because that's what young people do it's weird <laughs> it's a weird game but it happens i can't remember any of the questions but they were a bit sexual yeah it's typical sexy young hipsters yeah yeah doris is out of place um doris gets drunk she's really she's, getting hammered yeah she's dancing around the place everybody's da- everybody's drunk everybody's dancing everybody's having a good time but doris is getting drunk so she she leans into John, who's sitting on the sofa. She says, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you in the bedroom. Yeah. Come to the bedroom with me, I'll talk. And he's like, yep, yeah, I'll be right there. Give me five minutes, I'll be in. So she gets onto the bed. Um, he comes in. So as he's concerned, one of his mates wants to have a chat with him. So he goes and sits on the bed next to her. Um, 
and she starts bearing her soul yeah. to him, basically. She says, look, ever since we first met, I feel like we've had this energy between us. Yeah. Um, I've slowly yeah. fallen for you. And then she says, and you said, would I be interested in... A, a younger man. A younger man. And then she tries to kiss him. Yeah. And he turns his head away and says, no. And then, and then she says something like, oh, I'm so sorry for writing that comment. Yes. That's when he... Because he turns her head away and then she's like, she starts waffling then. Yeah. She's just There's just words flying out of her mouth. And in the middle of all that waffle, she's like, I'm really sorry for writing that comment on your wall. And he's like, what the fuck? What do you mean you're sorry about writing this comment? That, that was you. And then she said, but what did you mean about the younger man? And she's like, well, I was going to introduce you to my Uncle Frank. He's only 56. Yeah. And I was like, that is a burn. <laughs> that is an actual burn. They It gets awkward between the two of them. And John just takes himself away from the situation. Yeah. He goes back to the couch. And goes back to the party. And, Roz, and Doris runs off yeah she's she basically grabs she the stuff she's goes. crying her eyes out she leaves the party uh, she leaves and goes home she must have called Roz yeah I presume home. so off screen yeah there's, a, there's an on screen call that happened because Roz shows up she's abandoned her family and she's gone to help her friend out she turns up with leftovers yeah. and she's like well maybe this is a good thing you need to look forward to now move on with the yeah she's, she's, she's quite sort of Oh, you know, you look at it as you've had a good adventure yeah, a, and you've had fun times, yeah. you met people. Yeah, and then Doris says, I've got nothing to look forward to now. And Roz is like, I've just put all these leftovers. They're great. You've got that to look forward yeah. to. It's like, just live for the moment. Um, And she kind of gets it. And she the next day she wakes up and she's like a new woman. She's got she's, a new Yeah, she's going to... She's like, move on. Yeah. She's going to move on. She calls the doctor and she's like, come over let's sort this shit out and we get a, like a sorting montage yeah absolutely so everybody's coming over to help the ros and her family are all there sort Vivian's of a folksy there. soundtrack going on yeah. in the background to the point where they end up getting rid of absolutely everything yeah, in that the place apartment. is tidy the place is empty almost there's literally nothing left and she's all happy she's jolly she's all made up she looks good she's, yeah. she's moving on with her life um to the point where she even goes into work and quits her job she does she throws the she launches the yoga ball at the, the bus. So she tells all her work colleagues first. She's like, "No, come on, Nanjiani's there." This is quite a nice scene there. where they all take, they or she gives gives them, them something, a, yeah. one of her possessions from yeah. her desk. Yeah, because they're like they're gonna miss her. They're yeah. all, they don't know her that well, but she's this shy little old lady who they all love in the office. And then she throws the ball at Anne, which was really funny. Um, and she's like, "This ball is not a chair," and yeah. just launches it across the room. Um, and then she goes to say goodbye to John. So she's like, she goes into his office. She says goodbye to him. She apologizes to him. She says, oh, I can't do anything about it. She says, I'm sorry about Thanksgiving yeah. and everything that happened. But she says, thank you for your friendship. Yeah. Which was, again, quite sweet. I quite sweet. It was a nice way to, because uh, we're coming up to the end of this film. Um, he then says, I can't stop thinking about you. Um, why shouldn't, why can't we make this work? We, there's an age gap but why can't we make it work and then they kiss yeah and then she wakes up again and it's one of these daydreams yeah. so she's not better <laughs> she's not changed she's still daydreaming about him so she gets in the lift she's got all her possessions and just as the lift door closes he shouts doris wait and then the film ends yeah what do you think uh, i had a good time i enjoyed it it's fun it is fun it's, it's, it's actually quite a good film i i enjoyed it more than i thought i would yeah and it was funnier than i thought it would it's yeah. not like a laugh a minute it's not no you're not getting jokes cracked all the time but there were some really nice little moments in it it was just nice to have some actual characters yeah with a bit of depth because we don't see that very often on this show we really i, I felt like they, the they I were they were fully formed people yeah. who acted like people a bit weird yes <laughs> but and the chemistry between all the cast was good. So yeah. I think that's what I appreciated most about it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think this is an acting masterclass from Sally Field. She's great. I think she's absolutely wonderful in it. Yeah. She's a tour de force. And we don't get very often to see really good acting performances. We see good films. You could see why an actress like her would be would want to do be this attracted movie. attracted to a project yeah. like this, definitely. We Quite often, we see terrible films with terrible acting in and occasionally we'll see a really good film. Like, for instance, um, Under the Shadow and Apostle are both yeah. really good films. But I wouldn't say there's any standout acting performance. There is an Apostle. Yeah, okay, there's maybe... What's his name? Mark Anthony Quinn or whatever yeah. it's called. I don't think that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a great... Like Jones, he's, but you yeah. don't... We, what I'm trying to say is we don't see them very often. No, we don't. We either... And it's really refreshing to see a really good performance here. She's yeah. awesome in this film. 
And she anchors this film. She's in nearly every scene. That yeah. that performance, as good as it is in an Apostle, is him acting the shit out of about five scenes. Yeah. This is Sally Field's movie. Yeah, 100%. 100%. She's in every scene. So in she film. just owns it. She, it's, it's a, yeah. It's a one. Uh, and Max Greenfield's really good as well. Yeah, he is. He is really good. There's sort of wide-eyed innocent. Because this is, this is not Schmidt. No, not at all. They're completely the opposite of Schmidt. Yeah. Uh, and and their chemistry is lovely. Yeah, they're great together. As they're, friends. As friends. But it's, it's and it's really it's quite heartbreaking when he rejects her. Yeah. And turns her away. But even though you knew it was but never, you always happen. knew it was going to happen because there was no hint. Because you because it it balanced this quite well. Yeah. For, so it's a good job by the director because he balanced it quite well. We went in Doris's camp. We could see that John was never interested. It's really it's really easy to go the wrong way in this kind of yeah. film. I would give you five words. Sierra Burgess is a loser. Sure. Because this is the exact same film. But this is done right. That was just done from her point of view yeah. and it just it went But wrong. it's the same storyline. Essentially, it's, it's, yeah. She Doris is catfishing John by changing a putting a fake internet to the point where even at the end there's a possibility that he's gonna come and fall for her. That doesn't happen. It, of course it doesn't happen, but that's he what you're left thinking. That's yeah. that's that's what you're left that's thinking. That's what happens when he stops there. Absolutely. In my but brain. Halfway through this film I was like, Have we got another Sierra Burgess as a loser on our hands here? But it's, they, de- it's definitely the difference isn't is it? they handle it much better, yeah. and you get the right result at the end. Yeah. Right. So they're they're the same film, but this is the film that Sierra Burgess should be. Definitely. I, I I don't really have any issues with it. I'm really surprised. I thought you were going to hate it. I I I can appreciate a really good acting performance. I, th- I thought it was going to and- be another like results. No, I don't think scenario. it is. I think it's a much better film than results. Oh no, I agree. It's it's just. I really enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was sweet. Th- that was character, really sweet. that character of Doris, has a real charm about her. Yeah, and you really fall for her, and you really do like feel for her situation because she's just this little old lady that's fallen in love with a young man. Yeah, and you could have, like I just said, you could have gone the wrong way with it, but they actually make it work. And yeah. for me, I thought it was really, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was really sweet. It was quite affecting. The performances were great, uh, and, and it was funny. It made me laugh quite a few times. Yeah, it did. I'd agree with you. Um, I had a good time. Good, me too. Pleasant surprise. What's the best thing about it? It is the ca- it's the characterization. Yeah. Does that mean mean that it's the directing? Does that mean it's the writing? Maybe it's. A I think it's a bit of everything. Of it's, it's Sally. F- no, but I don't think anybody else pulls this off as well as she did. Yeah. I think this is Sally Field's performance for me is the best thing about this film. It's like I say, it's just nice to feel like I'm watching people with depth. Yeah. That I can relate to. Agreed. Because we just don't see that very often on this show. No, absolutely, we don't. And that's and I part think of the job. That's fine. <laughs> I think it's quite refreshing to actually see yeah. what is essentially actually a proper film, and is well-rounded characters performed by well-talented actors. Yeah, made by a pretty decent director. Even though I really, really didn't like the big sick. It's fine. <laughs> but you can't like everything that everybody does, can you? No, look at Under the Shadow last week. Well, exactly. Yeah, with uh, wounds a few few months. Yeah crazy uh, would, yeah real pleasant surprise for me what would you change about it um i think i probably wanted more i probably would have liked a few more uh, scenes with the su- the supporting work characters yeah i they're more like cameos, maybe they're they? just doing you know it's kind of a oh, let's do a favor for our mates type appearance yeah but if you've got natasha leon kumar najani i feel like they're a bit wasted yeah completely I mean, I don't think they were as famous back then, seven years ago, as they are now. But I think you're right. I think the, you could have done a bit more with them. Yeah. Because it was the big sick that launched Camille Nanjiani's. Yeah. Apart from that, he's in that sitcom, isn't he? Um, Silicon Valley. Sure. That kind of launched him. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I've, I've, I've got a change that I would make, but okay. I, I wouldn't make it to the film. Right. But it's a really easy change to make because there isn't a lot here. You can change this film quite easily and make it a horror film quite easily and you don't have to change an awful lot right, okay. but if you make her more of a stalker and more creepy to the point where she loses control and goes after him as a stalker character a bit like have you seen Ma with um oh what's the name of that woman no I haven't I don't know what you're talking about Tavia Spencer oh, I, I know which one I know the film you mean yeah but no I haven't seen it it's the sim- the, the character is very similar it's a homely little old lady who turns into a crazy stalker and kills people you're totally changing this character. I'm completely ch- no, I don't think I'm changing this character that much. Well, d- she just has to what? fall off the edge. And if she falls off the edge and becomes to the point where she's actually stalking this guy, you've, you could easily make this film into a horror film without changing much about it. Apart from totally changing the film. Because that's not... This This is a whimsical film. Yes. There's nothing... 
but you can okay so yes, you change you, direction, could re, you, could you change character this quite easily you change direction halfway through you could have the whole beginning of this film build up this character two years basically what i'm saying is i want sally field to play a crazy woman <laughs> i think because I, I would watch be, that movie i think she'd be brilliant at it. i think she would it's be not brilliant. like i said it's not what i want to do to this film it's yeah. just you, it doesn't take a lot to change it into a horror film She's got chops. The one thing I would like to have seen more of is I would have liked to have seen her get the win over her brother and sister-in-law. So you don't yeah. you don't see her again. You don't see you don't see either of them again. You don't see Cynthia get any comeuppance, do no. you? Or the bro- or I'd I'd like to have seen her sell that house and somehow manage to keep all the money. Yeah. Or keep it away from them. Or keep the house and keep it away yeah, from them. Yeah, because we don't see the closure in that relationship. No, we need you need Having to- had that scene that is so So good. Yeah, and so, and so powerful. We, that that loop's not tied off, is it? No, that, it's that's not. a good point, actually. I would like to have seen at least Cynthia get her come up in this yeah. film. When Doris goes all badass at the end, something needs to have happened there to, I think that's for her to win that relationship, yeah. I think. Cool, that's good. Do you want to talk stream table? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want me to run through the whole thing? Or does it just need the top half, the bottom half, top 10? I think it's pretty high for me. I think it's top half. Shall I read the top 10? Yeah. So currently at number 10 in the stream table is Destruction Las Vegas. Number nine is a classic horror story. Number eight is The Perfection. Number seven is Containment. Number six is Arlo the Alligator Boy. Top five are Aries at number five. Good Time at number four. What Happened to Monday is at number three. Nick's wildcard Under the Shadow is at number two. And Samuel Holland's wildcard Apostle is currently at the top of the stream. Where does this go? Do you know what? I think I want to put it in the top five. I'm on board. Depending on where you want to put it. I'm just not quite sure where. I think it's better than Aries. Yep. It's, oh, it's very different <laughs> to Good Time. This couldn't but, be more different to Good but Time. But I think there's an argument there. I think you're right. I I'm not against it going above Good Time. I'm, I'm I don't think honest. I am. I think I I look. I really like Good Time. Same. But this was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it Sally is, Field absolutely. in this is better than Robert Patterson is in Good Time. Yeah, absolutely. That does it for me. It goes above that. Sally Field in this is better than pretty much anybody. Yeah. In that whole stream table. Yeah, I'm. I'm. So we're going fourth. What do you oh, want to talk about? What happened to Monday? I think there's an argument. I, I, yeah, I think there is too. The only, the only argument for what happened to Monday is how good, um, Numira Pace is in that. What happened to Monday is just a rollicking good sci-fi action romp. Yeah, but one woman's playing seven characters yeah. in the film though. That's that's an achievement. It's not without <laughs> its faults. Don't get me no, wrong. No, not at all. But it's it's just, it's a fun popcorn movie uh and this is you know some days i want to watch that some days i want to watch a whimsical <laughs> slow burning rom-com the only thing i would say is if i was given the choice of watching which one of these two would well, i don't know what i'm saying though <laughs> if i was given the choice of watching one of these two again i would probably pick what happened to monday i think more times i'm gonna put that on than this yeah but i don't think this is as good a film either without sally field in it I think if you give it to anybody else, it's not as good a film. I think she owned this film so much. Yeah, and the supporting cast isn't in a lot of other things that I like. Yeah. And so I don't know if I'm being a little biased. But wouldn't I think, have been back then. I think... I think fourth If, if is we were a, putting this movie fourth, I would never have believed you when it came out of the randomizer <laughs> this time I, last I, week. I genuinely... I was dreading watching this because I thought I was going to hate it. I thought you were as I, well. I genuinely thought... I'm I was, I was coming this. in pitching really for an argument. <laughs> Thought you weren't gonna like it. I think fourth is is a, I think is fair. a brilliant result. I think it's a brilliant result. I wouldn't have expected this, this to go fourth. No, no way. I think it's great. It is great. I would highly recommend it. I don't know who it's for, but I would highly recommend it. I had a fun time. Same here. Talking of fun times, do you want to pick next week's film? Yes, please. Any? What would you like to see come out of Robin? I'm a total. I'm a uh, blank page now. I feel I've been cleansed by a bit of comedy. Really? If you feel like we're at a blank slate, we can start again. Yeah. Pretty much anything will go now. Yep. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> so I've pressed the button then, shall I? Yeah, do it. It has picked a film called Get In. Okay. Which is not the sequel to Get Out. <laughs> right. Um. I'm oh, good because I really don't want to watch Get Shake It all about either. <laughs> Do you want to have a guess what it is? Oh, that's... It could be anything. It could. That, that's pretty generic. <laughs> uh, drama. Drama. 
Let me have a look on IMDb for you. So get in is an 18. It's from 2019 and it's classed on IMDb as a drama horror thriller. Okay. It's also French. Okay. So we're doing a French film. Have we done French? Yeah, Aries was French. Oh, of course it was. We've done a French film this season. Uh, do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. On their return from a vacation, Paul and his family find their house occupied by squatters, leading to a disturbing and unpredictable conflict. Okay. Sounds interesting, doesn't it? It does. So, yeah. Fancy that? French horror film? I do. Well, good, because that's what we're watching. <laughs> it's on for an hour and 37 minutes. So, not too bad. So, go out, <laughs> go out and watch Get In. And in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterbox, all at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. If you want to drop us an email, you can do that at bottom of the stream at gmail.com. And if you want to go on our website, it's bottomofthestream.com. On the website, you'll find every episode we've ever recorded, all six season stream tables when I update this one. Uh, loads of other cool stuff, including if you want to, you can get some bottom of the stream merch. If you want a bottom of the stream cutlery set, cutlery. I do need new cutlery. <laughs> cutlery set. Why not? Um, after you've done that, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. On there, for a couple of quid every month, you will get early access to the movie show episodes. You will get bonus episodes. You will get a newsletter that Nick writes every month. And if you come in at the top level, you will get a wild card, which means you can pick the film that we watched that week. Once you've done all that, head over to Discord. Come and join our little community over there. We do loads of cool stuff in there. We've got a watch along coming up yep. next Sunday. Or it's not this so. week, is it? Is it next week? Next week. Soon. We've got a watch along coming up soon. We've got a couple more planned and loads of other cool stuff to do in there. So come and join our Discord community. The Discord link will be at the bottom of the show notes. If you can possibly spare a few minutes to leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps get our little podcast in front of the eyes and in the ears of more people. You can do that on Podchaser, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Cephalopod, anywhere that you can review and rate podcasts. It really helps us. Uh, maybe you could write a review in neon paint. <laughs> be like Doris at her Goya Good one. gig. I was going to say you could write a fake review on Facebook and send it to a random. Oh, no one uses Facebook anymore, surely. I haven't. I don't. I've not been on Facebook for ages. <laughs> it's crap. So I don't read it out in the socials anymore. We don't. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Fuck Facebook. Yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> so when you've done all of that, go over, go out and watch Get In, a French horror thriller film, and we'll come back on Monday for the wave and next Thursday to talk about Get In. Cheers. Bye. Bye.